Well, that's the end of that chapter. 119-103. Bulls fall to the Celtics, dropping their second straight after a nice little three-game winning streak. This is the Bulls Outcasts and the Stretch Four. I am Matt. That's John. That's Big Dave. Shout out to everybody watching on Hot Mike on that Ball on Bulls YouTube channel and maybe some of y'all out there on the Facebooks tonight. What's up? Throw us your comments and questions. We'll chat with you a little bit. Uh, just a reminder, if you always, uh, or as always, if you want to, join the show with us. Share some thoughts on tonight's game, anything on your mind. You can join the broadcast with us for a small donation to us outcasts. In addition to that, all tips are always welcome and appreciated. Uh, gentlemen, this was an amalgamation Ooh. of a lot of the grossness Ooh. and repetitiveness of this bowl season so far. We saw sloppy basketball. We saw that sloppy basketball lead to the Bulls digging themselves a hole against a quality opponent, giving that opponent fast break points, points off turnovers, points off of second chance opportunities because the Bulls couldn't rebound the ball. The offense just kind of fell apart. And kudos to them for fighting back like they did against the Lakers. But this one never really felt like a winnable game. You know, yeah. like it, it was never as big of a deficit as the Lakers deficit, but it just Looked like another game where the Bulls ran into a team that's like a real team and we're not a real yeah, team. Well, first of all, let's take a second to appreciate Matt Peck's vocabulary right there with the amalgamation. Like that's just, that's that's impressive. That's impressive stuff. That's impressive stuff. And yes, everything he said is correct. <laughs> that was a, a horrible thing to watch. And when you're playing against the best of the best, this is what you this is why you want to play against them because you want to find out where you are as a team. And we're finding out exactly where we are as a team. We're good enough to maybe compete for maybe compete for an HC and a play-in game, but we're not good enough to get out of the first round uh, to make it an actual series, you know, or something like that in the first round. Because uh, we're playing against these elite teams, man. Like, and it was just so frustrating to watch. Honestly, I didn't like anybody tonight. Like everybody, y'all know I love everyone, and I, I didn't like anybody tonight. Oh, like, hey. Dude, I'm sorry. John. Come I'm on, sorry. man. Dad Young, 16-9-9. One rebound and one assist away from his care. first ever career triple I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It, uh, I hated everyone. And he was doing it off the bench. Yeah, great. I'm still I'm still watching him turn the ball over. You know, I'm still watching fast breaks that's not working. I'm watching Zach Levine look like, you know, the Zach Levine of last year. Like, I'm going to score 30. I have to take over. And that means I'm going to turn the ball over. And that's what we saw. I saw Kobe White looking terrible, still looking terrible tonight. I saw Daniel Gafford. No, what he didn't even score, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't even have a point he tonight. Not. He was terrible tonight. I saw Lowry Markin, and even though he was 18 and six, he was terrible. He was not good tonight. Watching him forget he's seven feet tall is completely frustrating. Like it's completely frustrating watching him do that. So yeah, I honestly it was nobody. I was just like. Man, this guy played great tonight. Oh, okay, I can hang my hat on that. No, Patrick Williams, even though he's a rookie, he didn't look good. Sadoransky was just pedestrian. I mean, everybody was bad tonight. Everybody got shown out, and it was bad tonight. And I'm glad this game was over. I really am. I mean, let's. I love. I, let's forget about this game as soon as possible. This is one of those weird games where it's like <laughs> I don't know what to take from it. Like you know, it's like let's not even don't even look at tape. Just go have a good night's sleep wash your hands because <laughs> I mean this was just they just they did not want to win this they felt yeah. like from the get from the job I mean, yeah 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 
I, I don't think they didn't want to win it. I think, but like Dave said, that they just looked like asleep in the first yeah. half. And I, okay, to, to say that there's nothing to take away from this game, though, John, and one of those games that you just throw in the trash, I do think that there are certain things that you can glean from this game. First of all, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to do it to you, Big Dave, but I think the start Daniel Gafford experiment, the movement, whatever you want to call it, I'm ready to move yeah, on. Yeah, and that's that. all right. I think that's fine. Like <laughs> we, we all want, we all want it. To see yes, it. we saw. We've you seen see it. it. We've we've seen it against two pretty good yep. teams, so you know didn't do Gafford any favors, but I think. We talked about how he can be efficient as a bench player, how he can go to work, bringing his energy, his spark, his block shots, crashing the boards, going for lobs and pick and rolls. As a bench piece, that is a useful thing to have. As a starter, and I, you know, John, you might roll your eyes at this. In that Lakers game and the Celtics game tonight, a lot of the little He's things, fine. the little things about Wendell are. Yes, we're talking about two C students. I agree with you. Like one C minus, one C plus. Go the C plus ones getting better grades. I agree. It's these people that are like, oh, where's all the start? Where's all the gaffers stands? Like I don't know, dude. He didn't get hurt in practice (laughs) from friendly fire. He was smart enough not to get hurt in practice. So I don't know. That's a skill, right? Like. Oh god! So, so, like, I don't think, and I would say this shouldn't even count against the the, the Gafford starting because we never had when we had Felicio backing him up, and we have that as the center. Like, you know, like let's actually see how it works with Wendell playing. But yeah, Wendell should probably be the starter. But also, when we were losing uh, games, it was weird to not see it. The the other thing that I think I'm taking away from this game. Uh, and shout out to Johnny in the comments who said, Kobe has got to be the sixth man. Just let him be Lou Williams. Chuck starts Otto to actually run an offense. Okay, oh Kobe Please. White, another rough night. Five points on two of six. Two rebounds, one assist, two turnovers. Mm-hmm. Kobe was a ghost tonight. A ghost. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked about the which version of Kobe do you want to see? Do you want to see the lights-out shooter? who can also just drive and get to the basket with his quickness and his agility, like we saw as a rookie? Or are we trying to force this, let's make Kobe a point guard thing down our throats and down his throat? We have seen some games this season where Kobe has excelled in that role. And maybe his shot's not falling, but he's racking up assists and getting his teammates involved. In my opinion, we haven't seen it consistently. And... It speaks largely to not just Kobe, but that starting unit not having anyone who is a facilitator. Because guess what? We've also praised Zach for his uptick in assists. And before this last stretch of a couple of bad games, you know, he had six or more assists in like nine of ten mm-hmm. games. Good for him. Tonight, we saw the bad Zach, who had five first-half turnovers. Five first-half turnovers. Mm-hmm. He and Kobe. We see the good, we see the bad. But this starting unit needs a facilitator, a true facilitator, and they don't have one. After an atrocious offensive night when it came to sharing the ball against the Lakers, the Bulls did have 28 assists tonight on 41 baskets. That's pretty decent. And then you look and see that, gee, of those 28 assists as a team, 9, 12, 14, 20, 21 of them came from the bench. (laughs) 
21 of your team's 28 assists came from a bench comprised of like combo forwards and a power forward who's 35 years old. That's not a good sign. No. And but here's the thing, Matt, and this is what people gloss over here. When you talk about the good and the bad, nobody stays there when it's good, but everybody jumps on it when it's bad. Mm. You understand? Mm. Like everybody when it's good and when it's good and it's Bless going well, heart. everybody's like, "Well, you know, solid game tonight. He did good. Let's move on. Let's get to the next one." When it's going bad, it's remove everyone and start over and let's do this. You want to go with Sato? Cool. Sato was one of seven tonight shooting. Like, we understand that. Like, it's, I understand he can pass the ball. He had six assists. I, don't I get that. The answer. I understand he can pass the ball. I get that. That's fine. But you didn't lose this game because of passing. You didn't <laughs> score. Yeah. And when you got a guy out there, when teams can cheat off of you and leaving you wide open and you can't hit the shot, it's going to hurt your team. That's what hurts you more. It wasn't the fact that Kobe wasn't facilitating. It was the fact he wasn't scoring. That's what hurts you more than actually passing the basketball. So he needs more. To, he needs to be better at what he does best, which is putting the ball into the bucket. That's what he's supposed to do best. So if he's not doing that best, he's going to look like trash out there. But see, I think that some people, uh, like our friend Johnny in the comments, are suggesting that they agree with you that scoring Kobe is the best Kobe. So point. let him do that in a Lou Williams, Jamal Crawford, sixth man kind of role. Mm-hmm. I hear that. That's it. I hear that point. Here's the thing. I've seen Sadoransky start before. I've seen it. We watched it. And it was, that, it was and okay. you got the same stat line every night, didn't you? You got five at, points, at, at, you at, got three rebounds, you got five, six assists. You, that's what you I really want to quickly counter that with sure. we've seen Sato start under coach Jim sure. We have not seen Sato start mm-hmm. with Billy Donovan's off. Great, great point. When I saw Kobe White playing under Jim Boylan, I saw three straight games of 30 points. I saw that also. Like when he actually got comfortable, he went ahead and he scored. And I saw that. And I said, okay, this is the dude that should be in there. Listen, I know Sato, Sato's a solid basketball player. I get that. Sato is not a starting point guard. That's just not, he's not. He's not a starting point guard. He's a great facilitator. If you give me a better facilitator than, than that, I am with you. I promise you. I am right. with you. But it ain't going to be Sadoransky, bro. And I use Johnny's jumping off point that included the comment about swapping in Sato to the starting lineup. My point was the larger problem of the starting unit doesn't have a yeah, point. Yeah. The starting unit doesn't have any We facility. agree on that. We definitely agree and on that. If you, know, if you can find something better than Kobe and Sato, yeah. that would be ideal. John, what do I you agree. think? I like, agree. Guys. We gotta stop trying to figure. We have we we have five different things of salt, and we're trying to cook. Like these aren't the ingredients. Like let's stop trying to figure out the lineup of these when half the people aren't going to be here. Let's just enjoy the ride, because we drafted Kobe when we had Zach. He's not a point guard. Like we have Wendell and Lowry that are apparently two stretch bigs. Like. Yeah. It just we have a team that doesn't make sense, and we know this. So when we scream at each other of what should happen, why? So we can like lose by seven, like <laughs> it's like we get we have to like just take a step back and realize. Yeah, sure. I mean, if Sadoransky is what we're screaming about, like go outside, run around the block, because it's Thomas Sadoransky. Like 
<laughs> Again, uh, these are this drives me nuts. He's fine. I agree. Let's let's try Kobe because I do. I think Johnny's point is Kobe's not being Kobe. Mm-hmm. It's it's a less like punishment and more of like, no Kobe, we'll send you that. Do what you need to do, which I like. Right. Which I actually kind of agree with. I would. Who do you start? Temple. Fine. Great. Let's try it. Let's get weird. That's Billy. Come on. <laughs> let's get weird. Uh, uh, John, I think Josh would be in your camp because he said in his comment, we just aren't anywhere near as talented as the two teams we just yes. played, and the talent we have doesn't fit. It's, that seems like kind God, of the same point. We, we, have, seven elbows. Like, oh, we have seven elbows and no lungs. <laughs> like, it's weird. We're just a weird, we're a weird, grotesque body. And and Denzel is six of those seven I mean, elbows. Have, thank God for him, though. I mean... Can, can we talk for a second? I don't want to harp long on him. Because he had a classic Denzel night. He does something good, and then he does something that makes you say, what the actual fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> he knocked out a couple of good threes tonight. He had that one full court bounce pass that was like a classic Denzel pass. We were like, wow, that guy's got great court, great court vision. But then that one like floater from like the left elbow that he tried to hit that like actually just crashed through the windshield of a parked car on Ogden. Oh, wow. Like, what? Shout out Ogden. Where? Shout out yeah. Ogden Avenue. <laughs> hey. What? This is what, what disturbs I, me about, and, and this is what disturbs me about Denzel Valentine and his, and his game on this team. Because he is a good passer. He, he definitely has a good IQ, and he def, definitely can shoot the three. What disturbs me is there's an argument that he's the best passer on the team. That he Stacy keeps yeah, that, that he's top two in an IQ, top two or even top three in IQ. That disturbs me because if that's the case, your team isn't awesome, and that's what disturbs me more than anything. Okay, he can be all those things, but if he's the best one at it, then we in trouble. That's the problem I have. Right. If the guy who drives and tries to dish in midair like he's Allen freaking Iverson, <laughs> yes. yes but actually just throws the ball out of bounds yeah. is the highest IQ player on your team. Yeah. You're right, Dave. That's the problem. <laughs> it's an issue, though. It's an issue. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, man. And John's right. Like, this season with just figuring stuff out, you're getting weird, and you're trying to figure out what fits and what doesn't. So you're going to see these kind of things, man. And and that's why I like AK and Eversley so much because, you know, they're up there watching and taking notes and writing stuff down, and they're like, okay, we see what this is. We see what this is. And when the trade deadline gets closer, we'll, we'll have a clearer picture of, of what they feel about this team and the talent that's here. One hundred percent. We got to stop yelling about lineups at each other. We just have to because we they might be they might fade for Cade, fade for Cade guys. Like they might have a they might trust the process, guys. We have to trust the process. <laughs> <laughs> we got to trust it, man. You got to like, trust the process. It it worked. Trust the process. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. That's that's the thing. It happened. Um, speaking of trust the process, you guys talked about this a little bit. I am curious, uh, before we get to our, our last segment where we're going to apparently play a new game that Big David yeah! played. I'm so excited. Uh, I cannot wait. But um, you were saying earlier tonight, John, that you don't trust these Celtics necessarily more so than some of the other uh, contenders in the Eastern Conference. And... That's how I have always felt about 
the Sixers, the Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons Sixers. I do not trust them come playoff time. I would put my money on this Celtics team before I would put it on those Sixers. And assuming normal circumstances and not a bubble, I would fair. put my money on these Celtics ahead of Jimmy and, and the Heat. I think that's fair. I think if, you know, where do you see this Celtics team stacking up as far as, like, do they make it to the conference finals? Do they make it out of the East? Assuming Tatum, Brown, Kemba, all the complimentary pieces are there. Because to me, they look like a team that might actually be the best team in the East. Right? They, I mean, aren't they? Like, they were like first for a while. Like, I think that's fair. Like, I could see like the Sixers haven't done any, anything to. I think they both. I think both the Celtics and the Sixers haven't like had the moment where they've shown that they can like hit the big shots and win. Like, I, I'm waiting for Tatum, like Tatum and Brown. To me, it's like Jalen seems to be more reliable in clutch situations in playoff times. Uh, I'm just waiting for them to either like have all these assets, make the piece. Kemba wasn't the answer. Um, and so that's why like, I, I just don't know who the guy is. Like, and if we're going by talent, I think Jalen and Tatum are worse than Simmons and Embiid. That's all like, mm. and they're worse than Middleton and they're, and Giannis. I mean, if you're just going top two, like um, mm-hmm. they, they might even be a, a slightly better than Jimmy and Bam, but it's like, you know that that's all it is, and so I still don't know. I'm waiting for them to get another piece, like because I still they still have ties. Still a lot of guys that I'm like, how are you guys playing this many minutes? And so I, th- right. I think you're right into not trust the Sixers. I mean, to be fair, Tice start Tice is starting at center for them, and he played 28 minutes tonight. And by the way, was a super efficient eight of 12 for 19 nice. points and made the bull defense look silly on multiple occasions. But I don't think he does that against Embiid and Giannis, you know, yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think that happens against like a front court. Completely agree. John, what, I mean, big Dave, what about you? How do you see these East teams stacking up right now at the top? I mean, I, it's hard for me to say anybody's better than the nets. Uh, but I mean, Ooh. record wise, yes, you're going to go with, you're gonna, yeah, record wise and how it looks right now, of course, you're gonna go with other teams, but in yeah. the end, guys, oh, it's good. gonna be the Nets. You're right. All right, dude. in the you're end, right. that's, that's what it's gonna be. It's going to be the Nets. You're not gonna, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, that's what it's gonna be. And you know, they're gonna make some more trades and get some other players in there to shore up, you know, and cure what you gotta cure shore up that defense. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna cure what ails you. They're, they're gonna make some moves, and, and you know, that stuff is gonna happen, but. Yeah, as of right now, uh, as a composed, yeah, like Boston, I mean, looks amazing. I mean, Philly with Embiid. Embiid is having an MVP-type season right now, man. And that's something I've been wanting him to have for years because, God, he's been frustrating to me. So it's, I appreciate Doc Rivers and whatever he's doing over there because he put a fire under him, man, where this guy's coming out. And it's like, oh, yeah, I am the best big man in the game. I should be doing this kind of things like this. Yes, yes, I'm so glad he's recognizing it. You can't forget about the Bucks, of course. Um, you, their offense has gotten better, but Embiid, I mean, but not, I'm sorry, not Embiid, but Giannis still can't shoot a jump shot. So it's hard for me to go with them because he hasn't figured out how to shoot yet. And if I could just do that, then you're not going to win. But, and then if like, if I'm telling you to have your, your team beat me, eh, okay, I could go with that. But in the end, guys, like it's I, I honestly I can't just go against the Nets. I, I think I think I now believe in the Celtics. I think you've talked me into it. 
Dude, I think I believe in them. I, I hate it because I hate the Celtics and like the Sixers, like whatever. The entire sports town of Philly can go fuck itself. I've never been intimidated by that they ever do. <laughs> I hate Boston, but I hate Boston because they're always good. Yeah, I know. They're always good. And I, I, dude, my money is on them right now. Um, with that, Big Dave, do you have an idea for a new segment that you would like to yes, do? Yes, Matt. And I feel like it's a good it's a good night for it because the Bulls got walloped. Um, and, and we're sick of talking about it. We've talked about it. Let's move on. Yeah. What is this? What is this segment? That you well, want? I appreciate your segue talking about the hate that you have for Philly and Boston. Cause that leads perfectly into what wow. this segment is. Ladies Amazing. and gentlemen, this new segment is called who does Matt hate? And what this segment is, I'm going to give Matt three questions, okay. three questions, ladies and gents. And from those three questions, Matt is going to tell you which one of these people or which one of these teams or whatever I tell him is going to tell you which one he hates the most and why. John and I are going to try to decide who he's going to say is going to be the one he hates. Now, whoever loses between John and I is going to be neuralized. <laughs> so that is what's going to So happen. we're guessing. So we're going to guess. Like, I'm going to give you the, the names. We're going to guess which one. And then Matt's going to tell us the answer and the reason why. This is great. If you both get it wrong, do you have to neuralize we each do. other? I mean, that's, I mean, I have no problem with that. This that's just what it's going to be. Like, that's just the rules. That's what it is. So I love it. Yes. I'm ready to hate. You're ready to hate. Is Matt great. is ready to this hate. Great. Let's do it. All right. The first question, Matt. Who does Matt hate more, Tom Brady or the Green Bay Packers? Oh, John, who do you think, sir? Packers. Packers, hands down. Hands down, because oh, they're they're on they're close to the corner. There's not there's not like a great Chicago Bear quarterback that like Brady was knocking on knocking off a pedestal. Like you know what I mean? He that operates. I, it's the Packers. It's the Packers. It, it, it's the Packers. Hands I don't. Yeah. I, I agree with you, but I really think it's a seven-game series. I think it's super <laughs> duper close. I'm telling no, John. I'm telling you, it's super close. That man hates Tom Brady with a passion that you usually reserve for love. Like he has a hate for that per- that man, dog. That is just insane. So I, I think it. it's close. But the things I've heard him tell me about Green Bay is just crazy. So I'm going to go ahead and go with you. I'm going to say the Packers. Matt, who do you hate? You are both correct. But, Dave, you are also correct in that it is a seven-game uh, that, series. That, that's that's shocking to me. The Packers and Brady. Because I, Dave knows because anytime Big Dave brings up Tom Brady, I immediately throw hate right back at yes. him for a myriad of ways. And I don't, I can't fathom how Big Dave can love all of these things about Brady and the six rings and the ten Super Bowls while ignoring all the others. I never did. And I know that plenty of celebrity slash you know professional athletes have some dark things like tucked away in their closet, but his are just right out there in the open. Dude's team got caught cheating twice in the middle of their great dynasty. The guy's just like sucking Trump's butt for the last four years. Like really. This is the guy that we're all cowtailing to on his way to his 10th Super Bowl? Fuck him. Fuck Tom Brady. That being said, I am a Chicago suburbs, born and raised Chicago sports fan. 
through and through. I was born in 1987, 14 months after the Bears won their one and only Super Bowl. I have not seen oh, that's brutal. the Bears hoist the Super Bowl trophy in that's my brutal. lifetime. And every single freaking year, I have to watch my beloved Bears, these guys right back here, that team, Walter Payton, framed, 85 Bears signed at. There's Buddy Ryan right there beneath Walter Payton getting carried off the field at Super Bowl that 20. will be the founding fathers to you. <laughs> I have not seen it. And you know why I haven't seen it? The Green Bay it's goddamn Packers. That's why. That <laughs> my, in, my childhood, I had to watch Brett Favre beat my oh. football team. My adolescent years, and now into my adult years, I've had to watch Aaron Rodgers beat my football team. On a grander scale, the entire state of Wisconsin can go fuck itself. I hate the Packers more than anything in this world. That was... Oh, <laughs> oh my God. That was... Oh. That was everything I hoped it would be. That was so good. <laughs> that was, that. I love that segment. That was best. That was the best. All right. Let me go to the next one, man. There's more? I'm a, that, I got another one. I'm spamming. I got another one. <laughs> I got another one for you. I got, I got two more for you. Oh, two more. Okay, we got to go. Let's go. All right. Jim Boylan. Oh. Or C. Red Fred. <laughs> Boylan. Oh. Oh, that's going to go boiling. I'm going to say boiling. I'm going to say it's a gentleman. And this is exactly because Red Fred, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like you hate, you hate influenza. You don't hate mosquitoes. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you don't hate some. Sea Red Fred isn't doesn't garner isn't worthy of the hate of Matt Peck. That's it. fair. I agree with you. I'm not even going to waste time with it, Matt. Please, who do you hate more? I won't waste time with it either. I like to jab Fred on Twitter, mostly because he's just wrong and has bad takes all the time and refuses to ever acknowledge that he's wrong, um, which as someone who is actually never wrong, <laughs> drives me crazy. Um, he who must not be named yes, truly made so many Bulls fans hate themselves in addition to hating him. We all hated our lives as Bulls fans for the past better part of two seasons because of that man. I have love in my heart for Fred. He's a good dude. I enjoy his company when we hang out. He is jovial. He is friendly. He has a good heart. He is a good person. I enjoy poking at him, but he is a good person. That other guy can go fuck himself. All right. I love this. All right. I love this. So we're tied up. We're tied up here. We're two to two. I think this is the tiebreaker. Here we go. LeBron James. Hmm. Or Dwayne Wade? <laughs> Who does Matt hate more, John? Who do you think Matt hates this more? Is the, this is the hardest one. Yes. <laughs> this is oh. hard. I, I, I zigged and zagged five times in my brain right now. <laughs> and I'm... There's something about Dwayne Wade stealing money from... Like, like coming here and just stealing money. There's something about that I think that like that I think Peck would pick Wade, even though he hates LeBron. Like I want to be clear. Like, and I understand I understand the hate for LeBron, but that's like a that's like you hate your adversary. Like there's like an honor to that hate. 
but mm. Wade came in and just like mucked it up and then took just robbed mm. the calls from inside the house. So that's my answer. Mm. I mean, and, and I'm God, looking in the comments. I mean, yeah, the people they're 50 50 in the comments right now. God. I almost want to go push to be yes. honest with you. Like, this is close, man. Oh man. I'm gonna you know what for the sake of just going the other way, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna say LeBron just to go the other way. Um in my heart I believe it's Wade, because that man hates Wade. I mean he sees his face, he just <laughs> he turns colors when he sees his face. But his hatred for LeBron is on another level because there's no logic to it. It's just strictly hatred because he is in, like what did he say? He's challenging the greatest of all time, which is Michael Jordan. And yeah, he does not want to see it. He hates it. He came on this show and was just like, I just want you to beat the Lakers because I want to watch LeBron lose. But I don't to think the he's Bulls. worried about LeBron. I think it, it, I think because of the finals record, LeBron it, in Matt's mind is not never gonna be close. Like it's not even a, not even there's no debate anymore. That's yeah. that that that's but I hear you, but that, that is the reason why I think it's like Nah, not yeah. worried about him. Again, again, I th- again, you're right. I'm, I'm just, I'm gonna take this other side though. Like there's some hate. There's some staunch hate oh, for LeBron. Look, James, I, that's that's clear. Oh, it's it's disgusting. All right, Matt Peck, there it is. Tell us who do you hate more? Man, well, you you weren't wrong when you were tempted to to say push because honestly, John, I I thought you for a second there were talking me out of what I thought my answer was before you explained your reasoning for your answer. Because the, the D Wade using his hometown team just to stick it to the heat thing really does piss yeah. me off a yeah. lot. And there are some Bulls fans who are like, well, that's not Wade's fault. That's Gar Pax's fault. Yes, they were also dumb in that whole shenanigan that went down. But Wade knew what he was doing. He completely knew that Paxson and the whole lot of them were obsessed with this idea of making Dwayne Wade a bull. And he turned around and fucked him in the butt for it and took all the money and ran for one pointless season where we made the eighth seed with a 500 season and a tiebreaker to get bounced in the first round. Great. I hate that. I hate it so much. But my hate for Wade grew exponentially in that whole saga. My hate for LeBron had been simmering long before that. Like, I always thought Wade was kind of a douche, but LeBron's douchery is on a completely different level than my Wade is such a douchebag. Like, like Wade, Wade is a douchebag, but Wade was a kid who was like a fun like college player at a, a small program like Marquette that's like scrappy and like, you know, the same Marquette team that birthed Jimmy Butler and a lot of under you know underrated college players that go on to have great NBA seasons. The 2006, like, Shaq, Wade, Heat, yeah, like, okay, cool. They won a title. I didn't, as a Bulls fan, I didn't hate them. As a Bulls fan, we, we got to watch our scrappy Nocioni Bulls bounce them out of the first round the following season when they were the defending champs. Oh, there it is. Like, that never hurt me that much. LeBron, I, I hated that dude from the moment that he had the chosen one labeled on the cover of a sports magazine when he was 17 he years did old. It. And that's not... And that's not his fault entirely. He did it. That is not his. And kudos to him for following through on all of those expectations. 
all of those expectations, he has met damn near every single one of them. But he did it with the biggest flair of douchebaggery I have ever seen. He, he, like, the the prancing and the dancing, the interaction between him and a young Joakim Noah where LeBron was dancing between his free throws, and Joakim was like, hey, dude, just, how about you just shoot your fucking free throws? From that moment. Jordan shot with his eyes closed. (laughs) Yeah, he was mine, John. He was our douchebaggery, though. Of the player on my I know, but I'm saying, like... Of the player on my That's it. That's the answer. <laughs> he beat your team. And, that's th- and that's not all. D- did MJ flop? He beat your team. No, MJ was getting the shit no, he quit. out he quit. of him. He, in he a quit much for two more years. Era he quit NBA. for two years. LeBron no, he's bad guy, is like, but, you know... Well, that's true. LeBron is Murder. a 6'8", 265-pound freight train. And he flops around the court like a French soccer player. That has always bugged me about LeBron. People always seem to give him a pass about that because he's LeBron. He whines anytime any call goes against his way. We saw it in the Bulls-Lakers game just the other night. He clearly traveled. The ref whistled him for a travel, and he threw his arms up in disgust. Like, how dare you call a travel on me, the great LeBron James? And the whole Heatles thing was the cherry on top of my hatred for that man. So LeBron took something small. And made it a big deal. Unlike Le- unlike Michael Jordan, who if someone sneezed in his direction, he would steal their mom's social security checks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dwayne Wade is such a bigger douchebag. Is such a bigger douchebag. Gabriel, Ga- that's not the Gabriel question. Saves so much of LeBron- of Dwayne Wade, but I- yes. I- I That's think true. LeBron James should be a murderer based on the expectations put on him. And I'm shocked that he's not. Like, I think he should be a straight up evil supervillain. Mm. And I cannot believe he's not. Like, I really. I, I, I don't. I don't. There's no scandal. I think the expectations that oh were my placed God. on him were insane. And I think, by and large, he has handled them fairly well with. Producing on the court and not like you said going. But I do hate the complaining. The he like, does complain a lot, a lot. He does flop. They, they put look, man, I, in I a have... video game because of LeBron. James. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's such a good point. That's right a thing. That. Like that happened. You're that's right. a thing. You're right. Oh, and Matt. I mean, to hell, to hell with that guy. To hell with yeah. that guy. The, like the Heatles bounced the Bulls out of the playoffs twice. The LeBron Cavs bounced the Bulls out of the playoffs two additional times beyond get, that. It's this it's the same it's the pack he's a one man Packers. Yes. He he is the NBA yeah. version one man of he's I hate Packers. The Packers. Have, this is amateur. I block I did. He beat my team a lot and I think he's kind of a douchebag. <laughs> well there it is. That I let love me just it. say this was everything I hoped it would be. That was, <laughs> that was awesome. Such John, a great segment. That was a brilliant segment. Come get your neuralizing. <laughs> hey, uh, you have been neuralized. <laughs> oh, man. It even has a sound, sound effects, effect. too, baby. Like Not playing. Um, I thought I would like this game, but all it did was raise my blood pressure and make me mad. So. I love it. Let's. Let's never do this. Once a week. Again. We'll play it once a week. <laughs> once a week. <laughs> once a week, though. Once a month. Pineapple on pizza oh or human trafficking. 
<laughs> oh, oh god. Seriously, I need to have a glass of warm milk and then go see a cardiologist. Oh my god. The headspace out, oh. baby. Yeah. Oh yeah. Gotta say. It's a sponsor and lock say, right now. It was pretty much all my fault. <laughs> it was all your That's fault. That's okay, Dave. Um Yeah. Thank You're you, welcome. Dave, for that wonderfully inventive Appreciate game. It. Uh thank you to everyone who is still listening to this. Uh, which has basically just been me yelling for the last 15 minutes. Um, we are off on Wednesday. The Bulls-Grizzlies game has been postponed because the Grizzlies are contact tracing. That is the world we live in. So as of right now, that means the Bulls' next game on deck is not until Saturday, which is a lifetime from now and a damn shame. Uh, Saturday against the Blazers, currently scheduled for a 4 p.m. Central Time afternoon tip-off so hopefully we will see you then and the bulls can hopefully work their way back into the win column as they finish tonight 119 103 the finals to the celtics they fall to seven and ten on the season and big dave likes nobody in tonight's game just a reminder he likes nobody, nobody. <laughs> big big dave is you know big dave can dislike things just like i, I can it, see we're, we're the same see? <laughs> i'm not always not always We're the same. <laughs> uh, for Big Dave and John, I'm Matt. Thanks for watching the Stretch Four with the Bulls Outcasts. Have a great Monday evening and a great rest of your week. Hopefully, we will see you all on Saturday.